A missing cat is reunited with its owner after three years. It's coming up in good news. The Daily Detour. Hey, it's Dan Roberts. Welcome into The Daily Detour. Music there by Quickie, Libet Wolf, our announcer. And we'll get into some good news here about a pet cat that was, uh, well, it was missing for three years, long since thought dead, because unfortunately the cat's owner uh, had passed away in one of those huge mudslides in California. This happened when uh, the, the earth was compromised, basically, by the Thomas Fire, and then it started raining really badly, and you get mudslide. So who knows what the cat's been doing for three years, but Patches, which is the cat's name, Patches found their way to the Animal Shelter Assistance Program in Santa Barbara County, pretty close to where Patches called home, and they checked to see if the animal was chipped. Sure enough, Patches was chipped, and so they got in touch with uh, the late owner's partner, who was very happy to see Patches again. And guess what? Patches was happy to see him. So that's nice, right? That's a good story to start us off with. You do wonder about those missing years. Especially if it was a house cat. And I don't know. Maybe it was an inside-outside cat. If not, though, uh, the last three years have been quite the adventure. Either way, really. If only the cat could talk and tell us. Where have you been? What have you seen? What have you done? I do have conversations with my cats, but I'll let you in on a little secret. I can't understand a damn thing they're saying. Not a word. But they think I can. And they seem to understand me. Is it a one-way thing? Can they understand me, but I can't understand them? Am I the stupid one in this relationship? By the way, answer to that question, always yes. Always is. Doesn't matter if we're talking about cats or women, the answer is yes. How are you doing today? Any trees fall down in your neighborhood? That happened here in my hometown of Spokane, Washington. This is the third time in whatever it is, the eight years that I've been back in Spokane, that this has happened. actually had a tree fall on my neighbor's house the first time. And it was weird because I didn't hear it. I was downstairs. I was aware that it was uh, windy out and everything. But I came up the stairs and I looked out the back door and it looked like a scene from that movie Twister, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't a hurricane or a tornado or anything. But, you know, it was like spring or summer and there were like pool objects flying around, circling the backyard and the air looked dirty. Like there was lots of dirt flying around too, dust and twigs and pine needles, I guess, leaves. And so that was my view out the back door. And then I happened to look out the front window and there's a tree from my neighbor's yard blocking the street and uh, it had come down right on my neighbor's bedroom. And not the tree owner's fault, by the way. I mean, for insurance purposes, sure. But, you know, that was an act of uh, nature, act of God, accident. And thankfully, my neighbors, who I guess I would categorize as elderly, uh, thankfully, they got out okay. They weren't uh, whacked by the tree. But flash forward to yesterday, I went to bed at like two in the morning which was about the time the winds were supposed to arrive. And right on cue, they did. And so knowing that these were going to be, quote unquote, tree toppling winds, I went to bed uh, thinking perhaps it could be, probably won't be, but absolutely could be. There's a chance, could be, uh, that I might not wake up in the morning on account of being whacked by a tree. Is it any wonder I didn't sleep so well that night? That's not what you're supposed to be. That's not even busy brain. I don't know what that is. But I don't even think it's paranoia. It was a, it was a legitimate possibility. But what do you do? Go find the nearest Motel 6 with no trees around? Stay there for the night? You just kind of cross your fingers, crawl into bed, hope for the best. I'll tell you what, I love the trees around our place. I love the privacy, the shade that they create. But days like yesterday, when the news is full of trees in parking lots, across streets, 
uh, hitting cars, hitting homes. Days like that, you just want to get on the phone and call somebody to remove. Just please remove all my trees. I don't trust them. They're bad trees. Very bad trees. Seen them hanging with a rough crowd. These trees are not to be trusted. Officer, take them away. But then it doesn't happen again for a year or two. And you get complacent until it happens again. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to get rid of you. Ah, whack. But I guess it could be worse. It could be those trees from the Lord of the Rings that actually come to life and pick you up and haul you away. (laughs) Yeah, because that's a real possibility, too. I can't remember if those were good trees or bad trees. I feel like they were bad. Is it time to rewatch Lord of the Rings? That's a bit of a commitment. All right, I've rambled long enough. You know what's going on with me. Let's get to headline news. Donald J. Trump has become the first president to be impeached twice. He's also the first orange president and the first reality TV competition show president. But those aren't the things that uh, he's in trouble for right now. Although maybe they should be. The House of Representatives voted Wednesday to impeach Mr. Trump for high crimes and misdemeanors, specifically for inciting an insurrection against the federal government at the U.S. Capitol. And I guess if there's anything positive to take away from uh, this last couple of weeks, it's that we all know how to spell capital correctly, like which version of capital to use. And we've all learned the word insurrection if we hadn't before. We're all on the same page in the dictionary now. By the way, it wasn't all Democrats. Ten Republicans broke party ranks to vote in favor of impeachment. Message encrypting app Signal became the number one app this week. If you like uh, WhatsApp, that was kind of the leader in this category. But now, for whatever reason, they're kind of dropping down on the list. And Signal has become number one. And I don't know why. Can you think of any reason people would suddenly want to hide their communications? I can't think of any single reason or event or person that might have led to this sudden surge in interest. Hmm. Such a mystery. Turns out Elon Musk is a Signal user, by the way. But that makes sense. Encrypted messages for business people. You know, maybe they're discussing intellectual properties and stuff that they don't want getting out there. Scramble that, baby. Cheating spouses probably use Signal. That makes sense, too. Uh, And I would say insurrectionists. I would say they would have a use for Signal. There, mystery solved. And I feel like this makes me sound older than I am, but I'm not on WhatsApp yet. And I was actually thinking about joining it uh, because I've just, I've heard it's a thing that I should be doing. Isn't that why we start anything? Oh, you're not on that. No, you should be. Welcome to 2021. You dinosaur. But now I guess I'm supposed to join Signal. I don't know. Do I want to be on Signal? <laughs> if the people I just described are on Signal. And I'm not talking about the uh, the rioters or the cheaters. I'm referring to Elon Musk. Do I want to be on there with Elon Musk? Clearly joking, I will take Elon Musk's phone call anytime. Or his scrambled text messages. I don't care. Call me. Give me a job. I will drive a Tesla into a wall for you, sir. If it pays well, I will be your crash test dummy. Let me ask you this now. Are you a picky eater? See if this sounds appetizing to you. According to the European Union Food Safety Agency, worms are okay to eat. This is good news, isn't it? If you've been craving worms but worried about your safety. Now the only thing to worry about is what people might think about you, the worm eater. You worm eater. Ew, worm eater. If you had trouble with your cell phone reception this week, a star dying soon after the beginning of the universe could be to blame. Bet you didn't think I was going to say that. Uh, This is according to scientists, and I think Dionne Warwick has hacked my uh, prep. (laughs) Because I copied and pasted the information into a note and then sent it to my desktop. 
And the next sentence that I have written down is, and it possessed me, Offset. <laughs> I don't, what the hell is that? If you don't know what I'm talking about with Dionne Warwick, clearly you're not following her on social media, where she still doesn't understand what an Offset is, or rather who. And if you're still confused, you can Google it while I try to figure out what I'm supposed to say here. Oh, yeah, I remember now. <laughs> it's not... <laughs> It's not possess me offset. Here we go. If you had trouble with your cell phone reception this week, a star dying soon after the beginning of the universe could be to blame. This according to scientists. It pisses me off because I specifically asked my provider about how my phone would perform during beginning of the universe dying star events. See, that's how it was supposed to go down. That was worth the wait, wasn't it? That was worth all that work, that effort. Anyway, uh, if you are having trouble with your phone due to star dying after the beginning of the universe events, uh, upgrade to 5G. I hear it's much better. Some restrictions may apply. Ask your provider for details. All right, that wraps up today's headline news. How about a look at Holly Weird? You're weird. Uh, living up to the hype here on the weird front, Army Hammer is stepping away from a film he was to make with Jennifer Lopez after DM messages allegedly from Hammer surfaced where he or someone pretending to be him claims to be a cannibal. And I think that's horrifying. Now you can't even be a closet cannibal? Is that where we're at in the cancel culture these days? (sighs) Damn. Curse you, cancel culture! It's pretty weird, and I don't even know what I want to say about the rest of it. There was some, uh, you can Google it. But there are some screen grabs and some video uh, where he appears to be drinking and driving uh, and another video where he appears to be licking crystals of some sort out of his friend's hand while the friend is driving, which on the surface looks very, very questionable at best. But who knows? Maybe it's from some uh, unreleased Army Hammer movie. I don't know. That name has always gotten me too, Army Hammer. I think I have a box of Army Hammer baking soda in the refrigerator. Keeps things fresh and weird. Anne Hathaway says she doesn't want to be called Anne anymore. She says before becoming a star, only her mom called her Anne, and only when she was in trouble. So she says, call me anything but Anne. All right, message received, Art. Seriously, if it bothered you that much, how did you end up registering with the Screen Actors Guild under that name? Annie Fanny. Uh, There aren't many days until the inauguration, which I'm sure we're all looking forward to, and none of us expect anything out of the ordinary will happen at. That very night, Tom Hanks is going to host a TV special celebrating the heroes of this COVID era we're living in. And that may hit some people that are doing good beyond the pandemic. I don't really have all the details. I do, however, know that a newly sworn in President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris will make appearances, and performers will include Demi Lovato, Justin Timberlake, Aunt Clemens, and John Bon Jovi. You can watch the special on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and MSNBC. Seems like we're missing a network there. Does anybody in particular come to mind? Let's see, we've got ABC, CBS, CNN, NBC, MSNBC, but no FOX. Now, why wouldn't they want that on their networks? You know what? It's probably nothing. Probably reading too much into that. Uh, Finally, Betty White is about to turn 99. Betty White's 99th birthday is this Sunday, and she will celebrate by laying low in quarantine, feeding the ducks in her yard, and drinking the blood of the young. It's what keeps her going. I love Betty White. I know someone that does not like Betty White, which is so weird, you know, to, uh, like, you figure you can drop Betty White's name in a conversation and not create any controversy, but we all have that, right? 
that thing that everybody else likes that we don't. I think we all have at least one of those, whether it's a person or a movie or a book or whatever. Anyway, I think that was fun. Was that fun? I think there was some good stuff in there. If not, it gets better right now with part three of my conversation with voice actor Bob Bergen, a man who has a very serious relationship with a pantsless pig on account of he's the voice. Porky. Casey Kasem, someone gave you the gift of a, of a Casey Kasem autograph or something, and then you responded to that with, I think you sent him a demo and he got back to you. Do I have it right or half right? Yeah, all right. Um, actually, looking at the picture right now, we had a, a, a friend of the family who knew him, and I'm graduating high school, and he sent me an autographed picture, and I sent him a thank you note. But in the note, I said, by the way, I want, I want to do what you do, and I included my phone number, and he called me up, and I'd studied voiceover for about four years at this point, but I... but. It was a time when they didn't talk business, they just taught craft. Mm -hmm. And so he said, do you have a demo? And I said, no. And he said, well, put something together on a little portable tape recorder if you can, and if I think it's it's good, I'll, I'll give it to my agent. Well, his agent, a guy named Don Pitts at the time, was in the hospital. And he was evidently in an oxygen tent. Oh my gosh. And Casey, went, I think it was at Cedar sinai Casey went to the hospital with this little portable tape recorder and said, you gotta listen to this kid and play it through the plastic. And when, when Don recovered, he called me up and he said, you know, I heard your work from that cassette you sent to Casey and I think you're very talented and I'd like to represent you. And I said, mister, I don't know what that means, but as long as it's, it's after three o'clock, because I have school. And I didn't know I hit the jackpot with my first agent because he represented Mel Blanc and June Ferre and Casey Kasem and Orson Welles and all these huge voiceover yeah. stars. So I got very, very lucky, my, my, my first agent. And did you ever work with Casey down the line? No, mm. I never. I never worked with him, but I, I I brought him a bottle of wine to America's Top Forty to thank him for doing that, and he let me watch him do the show. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, it was really really cool. Um, and I and I and I I didn't work with him, but I did meet him or meet up with him a few times over the years. And you know, God bless him. He didn't even remember that he had done this because he said, "You got to be, you got to. I got to be honest. I do this for so many people if they're really good, and I don't keep track." Right. And I, and I oh, I do remember one when, when I met him at America's Top Forty. I said, "I'm just kind of curious why you did this for me." And he says, "Because you're going to promise to do it for the next generation as well." I said, "Okay, done." And that's one of the reasons I started teaching. And you're a great teacher. I've been in. I, I went to. I want to say, was it called? It was in Oregon, and it was. Yeah. Was it called Kung Fu? Kung Fu Kitchen or some some weird name. I don't remember, but it, it did have a strange name, didn't it? It really did. Yeah. But I loved it. I'm like, oh, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. This is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fun. I, I, I enjoy teaching. I'm kind of, my group class in L.A., before uh, COVID had a four-year wait list, and that wait list got longer because I'm not teaching a group class anymore, but I, I'm do, I decided to start doing private online teaching. Nice. So, so that I'm doing, and I'm really enjoying that. I didn't think I would because I really like that one-on-one -on -one with, with people, but I'm not able to do a lot of these. I maybe one or two a week at the most, Yeah. but it's fun. It is fun. I think uh, there's advice that I, that I think that you give, and I will say it in a different way because it's one of the things that I do on the radio when I'm trying to relay a story, and I'm not even talking about voice at this point, is just what more can I do? Like, what else can I do with this to bring it to life? Is there a way to yeah. make it more entertaining? Uh, what can I, and also editing and everything, but it, what more is a question I ask a lot. And you push people, like if you're, if you're aging a character backwards or forwards, you're like, is that as old as that person can be? Or can you, 
can you make it older? So I think that's so helpful because people think they, you know, they, oh, I do an old man voice. Well, that's right. great. And you're like, that's not, uh, how old do you think that voice is? Well, let's make him 80. Let's make him 90. And not only that, but, you know, all characters have a voice, but not all voices have characters. So when they send out cartoon auditions, they're not looking for people who are vocally versatile. They're looking for people who can create a character. And within that script, there are relationships and there's conflict and there's things to act and interact with. So if you're just concentrating on how the character sounds, you're missing out on what they actually need, which is to create a character that sounds like it's been around for generations. Right, which brings in the, the whole topic of voice over versus voice acting and, or, or just having a good voice or thinking you have a funny character voice and not doing uh, the work as far as the craft of acting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I people I, I get this all the time where people say, "Hey, uh, interested in taking your class?" And I'll say, "Do you have any acting experience?" I'm like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be an actor. I just want to do voices for cartoons." And I'm like, "Well, that's like saying, I want to do ballet, but I don't want to dance." I mean, it's, no matter how you slice it, it's acting. And I I usually will send people away if they have no acting training or experience, even even college, high school. That's enough experience to see what you can do with a script. But if you have no experience in acting or improv, you're going to be spinning your wheels in a voiceover class. For sure. You, uh, after you got an agent, you're, you're doing some gigs, but you're not quite making a living at it. So you're working at Universal Studios as a tour guide. And I swear yeah. I probably rode on your tram. I mean, there, oh, okay. I don't see how I didn't because I loved Universal and Disney and everything. But this was interesting. Uh, you called a psychic in the middle of the night. You had a, a bout of insomnia or something and you decided to call a psychic. I don't know if it was just for kicks or if you were really uh, placing a vested interest in what they had to say to you, but you asked if you would be successful and you, uh, you didn't tell them what you did for a living. No. Yeah. They asked me my name, my birth date, and a question. I think I said, will I be successful in my chosen career? And it was literally, you're absolutely right. I, I'm not into this. I, w I, was, I was trying to fall asleep. And it was a late night psychic radio talk show, whatever. And I said, eh, what the heck? I'll just call up. So this is so interesting. And I didn't edit this either, so we might bail on it. I don't know how long it is. but I, just, I don't think it's that long. I don't know. I, don't, I, haven't heard, I actually haven't heard it since I put it on my website. Okay, well, we'll, we'll just roll. This is Bob calling a psychic. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Hi. Uh, well, my name is Bob. So I was wondering if you could tell me if I'm going to be successful. You're going to work with your voice eventually. You have to. Uh, your career break's going to come in 1987. You're still in 2A training program and getting, you know, odds and ends uh -huh. uh, as far as the work area goes. But you're definitely in the right field. And someone by the name of Linda will be important to you in the next year. Linda. Linda. Hold on to that name. Okay. All right. Very common. So you say 87? 87 is when the career will start to take off. Right now, it's, it's not there. You're still, like, learning. Okay. Yeah, 87 is the breakthrough where you get some recognition as far as you Okay. All right, not that far away. You'll probably be doing voiceovers for a singing frog cartoon. Right. Mm -hmm. That's great. No, you're in the right field for sure. Great. Just hang in there and give this reading a chance to work. We're talking money in 87, right? We're talking success. Big bucks in 87. You know, success and money work together. Oh, sounds good to me. Yeah, one leads the other. Great. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, Bob. Bye-bye. Right, good luck to you. Thank you. All, All right, right. That was funny. I haven't heard that in a long time, and it was 1987. I quit Universal. 
and went to work full time doing VO. Well, well, basically what happened, I didn't quit. I was fired because I had 32 <laughs> sick days because I was making more money in voiceover than I was at, at, at Universal. And I just kept making excuses. Right. And they, and they, they called me into the office and they said, look, we, we got to let you go. We can't afford to keep you. And I said, but what happens if the acting stops? And they said, well, then you can come back. I said, oh. okay. And I never, I never had to. Oh man, that's fun. Was Linda, did they get the Linda part right? They got everything else right pretty much. Not a clue who Linda is. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm listening to that right now. I'm thinking, Linda? Who the hell would be Linda? I mean, my, let's see. I had an agent named Don. I had an agent named Arlene. I had an agent named Pat and Kathy. Uh, I got Heather right now. I don't think I got a Linda in my career. And I don't think this counts because I think this was the radio host, not the psychic. But have you ever voiced or will you voice very soon, but you can't talk about it, a singing frog? No, I, I did a, a an animated version of the Muppet Show years ago. Yeah, uh, I didn't voice Kermit. I voiced um, there was a character named uh, Doctor Benson Honeydew at Muppet Labs. I did him. Yeah, I did I did uh, Pigs in Space, uh, Captain Lee Cogthrob, <laughs> but I didn't do Kermit or any singing frog yeah all right very good but that's so cool and so weird do you now have a belief would you now would you call a psychic again for any reason and uh at least take it with a like put some credence into it well i guess you gotta kind of admit there was a pretty good coincidence with that psychic's answer um i'm not gonna live my life or you know buy stocks based on it but (laughs) sure for entertainment purposes you know i'm I'm, i'll 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 watch the uh, long island medium and and the hollywood medium whatever the i just for entertaining purposes but um i don't think i would i would go to them for medical advice All right, we'll wrap things up with Bob Bergen on tomorrow's episode of The Daily Detour. Thanks so much for listening today. Check out The Daily Detour on YouTube. You can see full video interviews with uh, some of my guests, bite-sized chunks if you don't have time for the whole interview, and uh, even some extra stuff up there, and more going to be added throughout the year of 2021. Hopefully most of what we do here will end up on there and then some. So check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Put a face to the voice, repress the face, stick with the voice. I don't know how you consume YouTube, but if you have a Roku or some way to get YouTube on your television instead of just on your phone, which you could cast it to your TV from your phone. But anyway, uh, my wife and I watch a lot of YouTube and only a portion of it is people getting kicked in the nuts and falling down a hill. Anyway, that's all I have for you now. Go out there, seize the day, seize the night. Don't forget your keys. Don't forget your mask. Be safe and be well. And don't fart if you're in the car with somebody. You've been listening to The Daily Detour, a production of Basic Bits, LLC, hosted by Dan Roberts, music by Quickie, and I'm your announcer, Libet Wolf. New episodes drop Monday through Friday. Subscribe now so you never miss a moment, and we'll chat with you next time. Hey!